Hey family, welcome, welcome, welcome to You Ought to Know, where we talk about things we think you ought to know. I'm your host, Jerome Matthews. Pop into our pod as we discuss fitness, health, nutrition, and let's see how we can balance those into our daily lives. Hey, what's poppin'? What's cracking? I, I don't know, but I have our guests who probably have the answer to that. I want to welcome you all, Dr. Tom and Dr. Andrew from Corrective Chiropractic. Oh, I'm so excited. Listen, I know we talk about the body on this show, and what better way to do this than talk about the people that adjust our body? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, Dr. Tom, Dr. Andrew, thank you. Thank you for, I mean, I know you have a busy schedule. So Thanks thank for you. inviting us. Yeah, thank yeah. you for showing up. Never here. too busy for your draw. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's see, chiropractic, right? So, I mean, that's just, um, if I'm popping my knuckles, if I'm cracking my fingers, am I practicing that? What 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 is chiropractic? That's a really good question. So the popping of a joint can happen with an adjustment, but that's not really what an adjustment is focused on. It's sort of like, when a, a joint moves, it's going to create a sound. Okay. And there, if it doesn't create a sound, it may not have gas in the joint. So that's kind of some, why people might be thinking, I'm just adjusting. There's a huge difference between an adjustment and a manipulation. So a manipulation would be like, as we were talking earlier, if somebody just says, hey, would you just pop my back real quick? Like, just take your arms and put them around me and just give me a good old squeeze and I get a pop. A person will get a release from that and they'll feel good. Mm -hmm. But what did it actually do? Well, they opened and ga uh, gapped a joint, but which one? I don't know. Well, shouldn't don't you think that you should figure that out? Or like, no, well, it gave me relief though, so I feel good. Well, why did it give you relief? So these are the questions that I'm, I, I usually yeah. ask. Because the gas that's inside a joint is nitrogen, a nitrogen, and nitrogen's a natural pain reliever. So of right. course it's gonna make you feel better no matter where it pops. So if you're popping your knuckles or your elbows or your back, for example. Why it's a problem when people pop their own back though, is that they don't know where they're popping, they don't know what's moving, and they could be potentially putting themselves in jeopardy of a future injury or a problem. But it feels good. It does in the moment. What are you doing for your future health though? I hear you. Okay, okay, that's true. And, and but I, I have to be honest with you, you know, when I wake up in the, well, you know what, never mind. I sleep in a nice bed. But in college, when I would wake up in the morning, the first thing I would do was, Pop, pop, oh, no. Well, so that that now what you described is different. So uh -huh. you're going through a natural range of motion without introducing a force. When you introduce a force to a joint, you have the potential of not only gapping it, but moving it out of position. So that's where the word subluxation comes from. Okay. It's a word to describe a misalignment of a joint that also could impact things like nerves, the nerves, the neurology, um, and that ultimately would affect your overall health. So why don't we start this? Why don't we start by just saying exactly what chiropractic is? So chiropractic by definition is done by hand. So, but it, obviously that's changed over the years because people use instruments. I use an instrument to practice with too. I actually have it on my hip here. What this is called an activator. So it's a tool to adjust the spine with. You mind if I... Yeah, you certainly can. Go ahead and touch that. I let all my, my uh, patients who have questions about that get to see that, especially the kids. They love to see that too. Um, but yeah, okay. do that in front of the mic so they can uh, hear it. Listen, this is what he does to your body. <laughs> Well, so, all right. Well, okay. I mean, listen, we can, uh, I know we're going to get a little bit deeper into chiropractic, but yeah. uh, tell me a little bit just about yourself. So, uh, Dr. Andrew, we've mm -hmm. heard from you, but first let's start off with Dr. Tom. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Tom, just a little brief intro. Tell me right before you started that you wanted to get into chiropractic, what were you doing right before? And then why did you say, this is why I want to 
figure out and how to adjust the body. Absolutely. So I grew up playing sports. So I was, I was a avid athlete all my life. And uh, it was sports that led to injuries and injuries that led what to... Sport? Uh, I played soccer, I was a surfer, I skied, cricket, all sorts of things. I was very active as a kid. And like I said, those sports led to injuries and injuries led to me seeing different people. And I eventually ended up um, seeing a chiropractor in Italy. Mm -hmm. He was actually the chiropractor for the AC for AC Milan Football Club, one of the biggest football clubs in, in Europe. And he had a very unique way of addressing the human body. I, uh, I ended up on his, his table as a patient. Mm -hmm. And when I was on his table, I said, I don't know what you just did, but I need to learn exactly <laughs> what it was because um, I had shin splints. I had ongoing shin splints for a long time. He told me my shin splints were likely coming from my glutes not being activated properly, which was coming from some issues in my lower back and also in my jaw, my TMJ. Um, so I, like I said, I said, I don't know what just happened, but I need to learn what you what you do and how you look at the body as a whole. Um, so I'm originally from the UK. I came over here to chiropractic school in mm -hmm. Marietta, practiced out in San Francisco for a little bit. And then I joined Dr. Andrew up here in uh, in Town Lake in Woodstock. So it's interesting. You said a couple of things that I think um, I think is important for others to know is with injuries or any aches, uh, there's one thing to kind of sit into that and just say, oh, I don't I, I'm going to always be like this. But to want to understand what's happening and um, that's a driving force at wanting to be better. But another thing you you said, AC Milan, is that mm -hmm. and you saw a chiropractor in Italy and you surfed and you said cricket and. So you didn't, okay, if someone asked me that question, I would say, well, I played baseball mm -hmm. and debate team and I played football. No, I didn't track. I did one track meet. What you're doing, what was your life? I mean, is this, were you headed towards like a professional career in? This was through high school or what we call secondary school in the UK. Um, I was, I just love sports. Uh, I went to college to play field hockey actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was my goal. I wanted to be a professional athlete. In fact, I still do. Chiropractic is <laughs> just a side hustle yeah. to get me to. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What sport do you want to Anything. Golf right now. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> golf is hard. Okay, uh, Dr. That's, Andrew. That's the reason why we see athletes, because ultimately we see a lot of athletes in our office, not just athletes, but we see a lot of them because we're athletic people. We enjoy moving our bodies a certain way, and we want to be able to do that for as long as possible. So that's what made me passionate about chiropractic too, because similar to Dr. Tom, I had an injury that put me in a, a real bad way. Not playing sports though, I was lifting heavy boxes in a warehouse trying to save up for my first car. So you know the, the principle that they teach you as a man when you're first you know, a teenager, they say work harder, not smarter. You know, just put in the hard work and it'll pay off. Well, I did, it didn't pay off though. I hurt my back real bad. So I woke up one morning and I couldn't get out of bed, couldn't put weight on my right leg and I said, oh, crap, mm -hmm. I think I did something, did a number. So I ended up seeing a chiropractor. And fortunately, you know, she had the wherewithal to do the right exam procedures on me, too. So she did a posture. Um, she looked at my nerves. She looked at my muscles along my spine and she did a set of x-rays. And then she was able to determine what the cause was. So even though I felt like this was the end for me, that I really screwed myself up, I actually used the words, I think I might have crippled myself. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, she's like, no, you didn't. You're fine. I'm going to take good care of you. You're going to be okay. And, and listen, I can tell y'all also, if you're seeing this, Dr. Andrew, I've worked out with him. He is a very strong guy. So if he said he picked up a box that put him out, it was probably 
at least a 600 pound box. Well, this was the 18 year old me though. So I wasn't quite all that strong back then. Okay. But even still repetitive lifting is what did it. It sure. wasn't, I mean, I could lift those boxes, but it was the fact that I did it over and over and over the wrong way that set the stage for a problem to appear that I didn't know it was a problem until I tried to get out of bed the next morning. So what, so both of you, there were injuries and I'm sure you heard of other ways of recovery or so what led you to say, I'm going to go see a chiropractor? Well, for me, it was the individual that took charge of my health. Uh, the whole step, the whole, all the whole way along through this injury process, I was met by my employer who wanted to try and corner me and, um, not let me get workers comp. Basically it was like, Hey, we'll just put this off going to the doctor. You don't need to go to, the, to see the doctor yet. And then when I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, well, I don't have time for you. Um, nobody really showed me any sort of compassion. Mm -hmm. And then here was this chiropractor. I was like, I wa literally walked into her office and I was like, are you going to like, you know, turn me do away. something to me yeah. too, uh -huh. you know, cause like I'd already been through it with so many people. And the fact that she gave me hope, she gave me, uh, knowledge of knowing what the problem was and then actions to produce results. That's what inspired me. Okay. And, and, and in that moment, it was like, a turning point for me because I really didn't have any hope or, or plan for my future. I was 18 finishing up high school thinking I was going to be a manager at McDonald's or something, you know, mm -hmm. like I really didn't have any hope for the future. So not only did she get me like my physical health going, but she mentally prepared me for something that I had no idea was going to be in my future. She said, you know, on one of our visits one day, she was like, you know, Andrew, I could see you being a chiropractor. You, you understand this stuff, you know, like I've explained to you how your body functions yeah. and how it heals and, like at the time I was like, this is awesome, yeah. man. This is yeah. so freaking yeah. cool. You show some passion, some excitement. Yeah. It. Like yeah. Dr. Tom's experience. It was like, this is so cool. Um, so I decided I want, wanted to go and get my education, my undergrad and the rest is history, but it's because of an individual who cared. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like to reflect in my practice. Now, the same caring and compassion that my chiropractor had for me, I like to extend that to my patients and see them have miracles happen. Mm -hmm. And we do get to see that, which is really cool. Yeah. And what about you, Dr. Tom? Yeah. So for me, it was my mum's always been fairly into alternative health. So I, from the outset, um, I had seen chiropractors, but I also had gone down the more mainstream medicine mm -hmm. um, kind of type of therapies for my various aches and pains. And none of them had worked. And this chiropractor was the first one that looked at me as a whole and said, this could be related to this. Just because your foot hurt doesn't mean it's a foot problem. Mm -hmm. It could be a knee problem, it could be a hip problem, it could be a brain problem. We have to look at you as a whole, and that's what we do with our patients. We look at them as a whole, as an interconnected, as a very dynamic, incredible, intelligent being where one thing can be related to the other. And it's, uh, it's more likely that it is. A lot of problem solving that goes on in our practice because we care, because we want to get to the root cause and not just beat around the bush and say, come back in uh, two weeks and we'll check in on you again and nothing's changed. Sure. You know? and, and I'm sure you, but there's a lot of, I wouldn't say pressure. I mean, there's a, there's a responsibility because you're, you're dealing with the, you're dealing with people's bodies that they use, that they need for their day-to-day -day activities. So mm -hmm. is that some kind of I'm sure there's the reason you care is because you understand the responsibility that you have. Most definitely. And I think most chiropractors would agree that they had some level of personal experience that helped them to relate. Cause now I see people walking in my office or limping or even crawling. And I say, I've been there before. No mm -hmm. worries, man. I know I got you, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like having that confidence to tell them, I'm going to do an exam on you. We're going to figure this thing out. And once we do, 
when I know what I can do to help you, we're just going to break it down and tell you how. And that's what it is, setting people up on a plan to success. Yeah. So the number one thing I would want all of my patients and anybody else to know, really, so like this podcast is called You Ought to Know. Mm -hmm. You ought to know how powerful your body is at healing itself, how powerful your body is on the inside, and Dr. how Andrew, little sorry, credit. They didn't, hear it. they didn't hear you say it. Could you say For the people in the time? back? Yeah. For the people in For the, the back? For the people in the back, please. Yes. You ought to know how powerful your body is wow. on the inside mm -hmm. to heal you when you give it a chance to do so. I, I, I couldn't agree more just on different, I mean, on a smaller scale with, uh, adjusting, you know, I had a knee, um, my kneecap, I ruptured my patella tendon and my kneecap popped up here. And then here I was, I thought I was just done. Like when I was young and I was like, I won't ever be able to do these things again. And I met someone, Jeff Rice, and he was like, Oh, I can help you with that. And it just takes one person that's like, no, 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 you're bought. Like you're not broken. And I'm sure you see that all the time where someone walks in and they're like, I can't do this. And then you, I don't know, manipulate or, or you, I mean, you diagnose you, I've, I've gone through the, the whole protocol. So for those who don't know, um, I have a, a, a small experience with uh, chiropractic and I was just like, I mean, I don't pop my knuckles. Like, like, you know, when people are just talking and cracking their knuckles, it sounds like they're breaking their fingers to me. And I don't understand how you can have a conversation with that noise going on. And so I was very apprehensive about even trying chiropractic because, I mean, the the noise, that was the same noise I heard when I ruptured my knee was just a small little pop, nothing hurt. It was just a little pop. And then it ended up being, learn how to use your leg again for 10 months. And it was like, so pops mean something. And so I was a little worried, but I can tell you with corrective chiropractic, they do care. I will, I mean, wholeheartedly, you talk to me, you... um but what makes you different than, because if I drive around Town Lake or anywhere, I see chiropractor, chiropractor, then I, or other place, chiropractor, chiropractor. So it's like, what is it? Why can't I do, why can't my uncle be a chiropractor? Like why, what makes you different? That's a great question. And we do get that a lot. And the, the main point that I try to get across to people is what is your health goal? What are you trying to get? Uh, where are you trying to go with your health? If it's just to get a quick pop and quick fix, there's plenty of chiropractors who are willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Our office isn't really built that way. Our office is designed to get people results and I'm very results driven and oriented. So the only way we know if we're getting results because a pop could feel better in the moment, but like you said, it's like it could either mean something like what happened to you with your knee mm -hmm. or it could be something incidental that you don't ever think of ever again. But one of the things I can tell you is that it happens over and over and over again. People have incidents that are like the straw that broke the camel's back. I got up out of a chair wrong. I turned over in the bed wrong. I slept wrong. There's people tell me this all the time. It's like that's not enough trauma to really cause your issue. You had other things going on before that that led you to that point, that point where it was like the straw that broke the camel's back and put you right out. So there's so much going on that's not known about. That's why if you're only after the type of care that's going to get you to feel better, any chiropractor could do that. And maybe your uncle could do that too. Mm -hmm. But what we do is so much more specialized because it's based around data, based around a proper examination. So what we would do in our office is we would take you through a detailed history. We want to know about you. We want to know about your past experiences. Have you had any major injuries in your lifetime? And then how did you recover from that? Then we do a detailed exam that looks at your posture, your range of motion, how flexible you are, um, your muscles to see if there's any muscle spasm or tightness or weakness. And then we do scans that tell us if there's any potential nerve interference too. So From, who should be getting, like, should these be 
an athlete like Dr. Tom, where he's so avid in all these sports, or can it be my mom, you know, who's 45, happy early birthday, mom, uh, who's 45 <laughs> and she isn't, you know, uh, on the soccer field, like who should be going to the chiropractor? That's, that's awesome. That's crazy that your mom's 45. Cause I can't believe I'm, I'm almost 41 this year. I like, I could be your dad. This Honestly, is crazy. she may not be 45, 72, <laughs> born in 72. How You're just trying to make me feel better now. <laughs> what year were you born? I was born in 80. 80. Oh no. She's like, four. oh my gosh, my mom's older than I thought. Okay. 48. Okay. Okay. And we'll go with 45. It's 45. You're right. So you, you, going back to your question, you said who could be seen by a chiropractor who would need to be seen by Mm -hmm. a chiropractor. It really depends on the goals of the individual. I can tell you, I've seen everybody from newborns up to people in their old, old age. Yes, absolutely. I've adjusted my three kids, my three beautiful daughters. I've adjusted them since birth. Now it's not, I know what you're thinking. You're looking at me like you cracked a newborn. Yeah. No, 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 no. Doesn't, doesn't but you said like adjusted, though. Yes, it, an adjustment with a, a baby is very gentle. We're talking minuscule pressure in certain points and definitely not the whole spine, just areas that need it the most. Babies okay. don't see babies haven't accumulated the same kind of stress that adults have. I think we can all agree, you know, a baby and even a, a toddler. If you've asked a toddler to squat before, they'll do a perfect squat perfect. every time. I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see someone who's an adult who's maybe not taking great care of themselves, ask them to do a squat, different story, right? Mm-hmm. So babies and kids are very easy to adjust because they don't have the same type of stress. They haven't built that same type of stress throughout their life that's caused muscles tight, muscles to tighten up, joints to misalign, mm-hmm. problems to occur. Well, uh, what are some common, what, what are some common hesitations that you may hear that someone saying like, no, I don't, I don't want to get adjusted or um, I don't want to deal with a chiropractor Yeah, lots of people um, when they first come in can be nervous Uh because they may have seen a YouTube video and we know how YouTube works and like any social media, the most extreme stuff gets shared the most, gets seen the most. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, I think that's the the most important point. That is the extreme. Um, So people can be nervous. But it is a reality though, correct? It is a reality that some some people do. And and sometimes, again, depending on on what type of adjustment they're doing, it is absolutely indicated. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not the same for everyone. So that's a big point. It's all individualized. You may get something very different from Dr. Andrew, who gets something very different from a newborn baby. Yeah. Um, People get nervous because your neck is right next to your head. And in your head is your brain, and in your neck is your spinal cord. So people you know, can be nervous. They also relate it. How do you ease that for them? First things we talk through everything we're doing step by step. There's no surprises. People have seen movies like Jackie Chan, where you've, when someone's got their, someone's hands are on someone's neck and bad things happen. (laughs) But with the adjustment it's very, very specific. It's a very small movement. And like I said, we walk through um, the steps, no surprises. And when you look at the research and the data behind chiropractic, it's incredibly safe. Yeah, the other caveat to this, too, that's really difficult for people is that there's so many wide differences between chiropractors. Like you'll go to some chiropractors that only adjust with this instrument. And so let's just say, John, if you went to a chiropractor that only adjusted you with this and never experienced a pop in your neck or back or anywhere else for that matter. And then you go to another chiropractor and they don't do an exam and they just start jumping on you and pushing and squeezing and you hear all these pops, your experience is going to be wildly different. And so for some reason, or, or for some people, they've come to our office and they've been apprehensive. They maybe had a bad experience. Usually what I find is it's because that individual wasn't properly, like they, we didn't have enough of that talking time at first. Mm-hmm. And the number one issue I find is that 
people have had experiences with doctors that aren't listening to them. So one of the things that I've gone out of my way to do is to make sure during that initial consult that they know that I, I, I'm listening to them, that I'm hearing what they're saying, and that I'm not going to um, just I'm not going to uh, ruin their trust, basically, mm-hmm. um, that I'm going to take good care of them. And that assurance usually leads them to feel that they can trust me and that, that what we're doing is going to be OK. And it's always worked out. And do most of your do you call them patients, clients? Patients, clients. A patient would be someone who's sick, but then there's people who aren't, aren't really sick that are just looking to maximize their health. Um, maybe they're uh, just athletes with, like you said, aches and pains okay. or um, just performance-related things. They're clients. I mean, so they, they, do, we wouldn't call them patients then. Do they usually come in based off of like a recommendation from a doctor or is this something that you word of mouth? How do people find out? And how do they find out about corrective too? I mean, if you're doing things differently, how do you, how do you, what's your burden of trying to get that word out for people? So like you said, referrals, huge. Um, We don't get a lot of referrals from MDs. I'd love to see more referrals coming from them. Um, But we do get personal referrals from members of the community. People just look us up on Google and uh, that's a great resource. We've had a lot of really good reviews on our Google page. Um, All five-star reviews, very proud about that because Mm -hmm. we've worked hard. Uh, uh, to make sure that our name is something that is uh, uh, authentic. Okay. Uh, I think, so you say the body's unique with, uh, I remember whenever I would go see you, you would always, you would say, oh, there's that thing again, drawn, and then pop goes the weasel. And that would feel better. I, I remember feeling, I remember you just touching it and you were like, yep, there it is. And I was like, huh. I do feel something right there. Right. And you were like, I remember you saying, how did you yeah, know? I, yeah, and I was, how did you yeah, know that I could wizardry. feel that? Yeah, I was like, oh, he's Gryffindor. Um, <laughs> but with that, how do you, What I mean, you you see different bodies all the time. So, you know, what what's something that, like, how do people know what to, when do you know when to go to the, like, if you're not dealing with the aches and pains. So I'm always sore. I'm just, I, but that's, I know I'm going to be sore. I, right. I work out pretty hard. So it's like, I'm sore. But how does someone determine, like, how do you differentiate between soreness and, oh, I should probably be getting adjusted? Well, we usually default to say that everybody should get evaluated. If you haven't had a spinal evaluation, because there's so much that's going on behind the scenes that does not, when I say behind the scenes, I mean, in the absence of pain or discomfort. Mm-hmm. So if you're waiting for pain or discomfort to be your guide to tell you when it's time to go, that's probably a little bit late um, because there's a lot of a lot of misalignment problems or or, uh, postural issues that could have led to that point dr andrews sorry to interrupt yeah go ahead use the example before the straw that broke the camel's back and we hear it all the time people will come in and they'll say all i was doing was bending over to put on my sock or all i was doing was you know getting up from the chair which i've done a thousand times so do you think it's the getting up from the chair that caused the issue or was it getting up from the chair or bending down to put on the sock a thousand times in the wrong way that eventually caused the issue? Exactly. And that's why we, we, we teach our patients not to wait until symptoms to get checked okay. because we want to look at function because symptoms will usually show up later. Mm-hmm. Things will be going wrong until your body says enough's enough and then symptoms start. So do you tell people, do you teach them how to like correct their posture or is this more so I'm adjusting and then we'll see you next time? What, 
because so how do you know what it was that maybe do you have them tell you what they were doing before and then show them yeah. how they were doing it? So just as a uh, any doctor would do, they'd start with the history. Now, medical doctors usually do a full history uh, that they base about 80 percent of the decision making on. So if you came to see me, see me and you said, hey, I've got radiating numbness or tingling or pain down my leg, they would say, OK, well, that's more than likely a nerve problem. Let's give you a drug and see how you do. Now, instead of giving a drug, since chiropractic is a drugless profession, what we do is we render a treatment plan. We say, okay, we've done our posture evaluation. We've looked at your muscles and we see that you have tight muscles in your back. We have probably issues with the sciatic nerve because the nerve is being trapped by the piriformis muscle, for example, just you know, rambling, mm -hmm. uh, giving you a few things to think about. Then uh, at the end of that visit, we're sitting down together after I've had a deep enough time to look at all of the data. So what did, what did your posture, your muscles, scans, nerve scans, and your x-rays show me? If I line all of those up, what's the best solution I can come up with for you specifically? Mm -hmm. And then we lay out a, a, an action plan. And that action plan usually amounts to several visits. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's why there's no cookie cutter approach. A person can come in and they could maybe need only a few visits. Someone might need a lot more visits than that. I know, for example, car accident cases, those people need a lot of visits mm -hmm. because their body's in a, in rough shape. Um, and then someone who's on a wellness plan may not need that many. They may just need once every other week or so just to make sure and touch bases, you yeah. know. Um, but what I've always seen consistently is when someone works through a corrective plan, meaning we found something that there were there was something we could fix with their spine and pelvis. And over a systematic period of time, we saw changes with their re-exams and re-scans and finally the new x-rays that show before and after results. Systematically, what I've seen is that those people, their problems never resurface the same in the same manner that they were when they first started. Sure. And I can tell you this as a, as a chiropractic patient myself, when I was 18 years old, I've never had pain like that again. Yeah. Because I kept up with my chiropractic care. there's a care. plan. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a plan uh, in place. And, but I mean, so I've seen the chiropractor $20, this and this and this. What... I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it can't be. I mean, it can't be cheap because that's someone taking care of your body, correct? Right. But what? What's? I mean, what's the response to that? Like, what's? what's so comparing us to twenty dollars chiropractic, or yeah. um, you know, I'm not going to name the different places, sure, but sure, everyone sure. knows there's different price points. Sure. Um, sustainably speaking, uh, businesses can't stay open if they're charging those kind of rates unless they're cutting down on care. Okay. So I don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors there in their office, and I can't speak to them. But what I can say is there we've had a lot of people who come from offices like that, that uh, where they paid very little for care and they got very little. So when they come to our office and they see that we're very in touch in touch with getting them the best results possible, following up with them, it's the re, it's the reexam and the time that we take with our patients to give them the right recommendations that makes our care worth the cost. So where people weren't getting results and other places like the places that charge only $20 or $40 mm -hmm. in adjustment. Now they're finally getting results. Yeah. So I would kind of flip this back around on you this way to say, you know, membership, let's say like LA fitness or a big box gym is like 20 bucks a month. Oh, but CrossFit memberships are so much more expensive. Yeah. Oh, I say that. But why do people go to CrossFit? Because they get results yeah, because exactly. they get in the shape that they want to be in. And it's more too those, uh, you know, I've had that conversation a lot, you know, the LA fitness and, and you're paying, you're paying for access to equipment. You're not paying for the community because I remember going to an LA fitness for five years and I just knew guy in tank top, uh, girl, <laughs> and then dude with sunglasses, you know, but now, you know, in the CrossFit gym, everyone has a nickname, you there's know, a community, so, yeah. yeah, there's a community. So that's just something you can't pay for. And I, and I hear what you're saying. It's a, it's a certain level of care 
that you're you're saying you will provide, you're ensuring, you're guaranteeing that this is going well, to Well, we can't make guarantees in healthcare. If someone makes a guarantee in healthcare, I'd be very weary yeah. of that, but we make well, recommendations. Well, care that you're going right. to provide Quality of them. care, yeah, yes, absolutely. Care. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that you're going to, I mean, see each person as an individual. Because uh, I'm sure there is a cookie cutter option out there. Just let me pop the back this way and do it this way and you should be okay. So, uh, well, what do you say about people that's active in sports? You know, do you... Do you encourage them to, to, so say if I'm a power lifter and I slipped a disc or something, and is it something that you tell them not to pursue that? Or how do you handle that if they're trying, if they're seeing you all the time? Can I just very quickly go back to a question you yeah. asked before yeah, yeah. and then lead on to that? You asked when to go see a chiropractor or who should go see a chiropractor. And, and I'll use the analogy, when should you go and get your teeth checked at the dentist? Oh, there's a plan. I mean, every... It should be every six, mine is every six months, but I don't know. Please tell me how long, how many times. Right. And, and, <laughs> Am I and, doing something and, wrong? Well, we know the, the question you because we're yeah. not dentists. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the idea of the question is most people would say, well, I go regularly to get my checkup mm. because I, I don't want to wait till there's a problem. And my tooth starts hurting to go get it fixed. Mm. I'd rather keep up with that check. Um, same thing with chiropractic. You want your spine as healthy as, as can be and properly moving joints in the spine will be healthy than joints that aren't moving so well. So that would be my answer to that. If, if uh, you know, people ask, when should I go see a chiropractor? Well, you should go get your checkup, see how your spine's doing, see if your joints are moving properly. And then going on to uh, the question about powerlifters, and I kind of geek out on some of the, the neurophysiology behind chiropractic. And we would absolutely not say, you shouldn't be lifting, you shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. Like Dr. Andrew said, before your body can heal, there may be a period of time where that athlete should stay away from doing heavy lifting or mm -hmm. stay away from deadlifting or squatting. Um, but the idea is to get things working properly so that they can get back to doing what they love. And that's, you know, most of the time, absolutely possible. With athletes, it's very, very important that joints are moving properly because joints will feed back information to the brain and a joint that's not moving properly won't feed the appropriate information back up to the brain so as an athlete you always need to know where your body is in space whether you're a golfer or a tennis player or a power lifter catching a, a bar snatching above your head you need to know exactly where your body is in space mm -hmm. and that's a really really important point when it comes to chiropractic because adjusting spinal manipulation whatever we want to call it that'll actually activate receptors within the joint and receptors within the muscle as well which feed back to the brain so the brain has a better awareness of the body in space and when the brain has a better awareness of the body in space athletic performance increases yeah and further to that too injury prevention i know that was a big thing for you drawn to mm -hmm. is like you had that pop in your knee and you were like terrified to do certain things mm -hmm. and that's the totally legitimate thing to a legitimate reason to be scared because you hurt yourself doing something mm -hmm. injury prevention when it comes to chiropractic means finding out the areas of the spine or joints in the body that are not moving the way they're supposed to like dr tom said so that the joints that are already doing too much don't get pushed over the li their limit okay so we don't know what that limit is until it happens and at that point you have an injury so you're better off to evaluate the entire body have everything working the way it's supposed to so that those hypermobile segments which are the number one more well i shouldn't say the number one but 
one of the major causes for injuries in sport is hypermobility about joints that don't have the right feedback and don't have the right muscle muscles to support them or that have joints other joints that are supposed to be doing their job that aren't picking up the load and do you get adjusted yourselves absolutely how often he just adjusted me yesterday yeah i, I get adjusted once a week um we both have physical jobs we are working with uh, patients all day every day i work out every day mm -hmm. i think you do as well dr andrew i know you do john yeah. and i know that my life has stresses in it physical stress being one of them postural stress um sitting at a computer looking at my phone whatever it may be but then also my job has some stress along along with it um and because i know my life is stressful i have to do things to you know prevent any issues arising and that's what we talk to our patients about being proactive and preventative with your health so stress management yeah that's what it is so there's multiple ways to do that i mean people can do yoga meditation practice all those things are wonderful another stress management technique is to take care of your spine and nervous system mm -hmm. well what's uh and excuse me if this is a silly question but mobility like you just practicing yoga or something like that versus i don't need to go to a chiropractor i'm i'm just loosening my moving my body in these positions i'm okay well i mean what do you is that something you need to supplement or could someone just I mean, what is it that, or is it one What's of the, the other? What's the difference between yeah. yoga and chiropractic? Yeah, like what is it about adjusting the body? Because, I mean, mobility, that's sure manipulating sure. your body in certain ways to uh, encourage muscle growth. And well, as you mentioned, like asking us if we get adjusted, I get adjusted because I can't do it myself. Mm -hmm. I wish I could adjust myself, but I can't physically put my hands on my spine and put bone back together the way that they should be aligned. Um, so with yoga, it's like you go through yoga practice and it's extremely beneficial. I mean, I recommend yoga, yoga to my members, my, my, my clients all the time, just to get that extra mobility to the joints, um, that are already moving well. Mm -hmm. But if a, if a person needs an adjustment and the only person to determine that is a trained professional, they're not going to be able to get it on their own. They're going to have to go see them somewhere to get somebody to see it. Mm -hmm. Now that person may argue, oh, well, like I said, I can just twist my back this way and pop. Again, that's not an adjustment though. That's just gapping a joint that's already moving too much. And usually that's the one that we need to leave alone. So if you came in to see me and you had that problem where you're like always constantly popping your neck or your back, those are the type of people that get great results with chiropractic because they stop doing those things. Mm -hmm. They no longer have that desire to pop their own neck and back because why? We've corrected the issue that's caused, been causing that problem this whole time. Okay. It's a slightly different system. Um, so yeah, going off what, what Dr. Andrew said, yoga, you're going to be stretching muscles and getting mobility and then we're working on more joints so we adjust manipulate joints which is very different from stretching muscles and getting more mobility um through through passive and, and active stretching okay uh well if you had to like someone that's on the fence what's one thing that they should know to encourage them to try out just chiropractic Every single person that has had doubts, and I say this because I can't think of a single case where someone had a doubt and we didn't dispel the myth that they had, they always come back saying, I wish I'd done this sooner. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to lose? Um, I always say, if you're, if you're in a position where you don't feel comfortable, don't move forward. You know, like if you meet in a, if you go to a doctor's office and you, it just doesn't feel right. It's like a restaurant. You know, you ever walked into a restaurant before and you're just like, yeah, I read the reviews, but I'm not feeling this right now. And you just leave before you even sit down. 
I mean, it's the same thing. Uh -huh. So I just encourage those people who've never tried this before, take action. Like the same thing you would say to somebody who's looking at joining the gym. Mm -hmm. You're never going to regret going, but you might regret not going. Okay. Okay, Dr. Tom, do you have anything? What's one thing? I think there's a lot of people that are not operating to their potential, whether that be in fitness, whether that be with their health, whether that be in business or in relationships. There's a lot of people that aren't at their potential. Um, I would say, just like Dr. Andrew did, give it a go. Make sure you feel comfortable. And I think everyone will be very surprised with what they have in the locker, how much further they can, can take their health, their fitness, um, yeah, their personal and professional life. Like what you said uh, too about time, I just want to pipe yeah. in there because you, you said about not knowing uh, or not being at your potential. Like you don't know what that potential is mm -hmm. and it, you, all, you only have so much time. Time's ticking away. So why not test that potential now? Why not go for something? And just make a decision and do it. And then at least then you'll know if you're sitting on the fence, you'll have decided either to jump on one side or the other. But don't stay on the fence because mm -hmm. your time's still ticking away. Exactly. You're only getting older. Things are only going to become more difficult. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just oh, I did the fist bump. Yeah, decide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, I do. Uh, I think that's all the time we have. But I do want to thank you both. Very Absolutely. Much thank for you for having us. The, the information, the jewels, the nuggets of information, too. Um, you know, I, I, I think from this, I've had my experience with the chiropractic and, and I can tell you that the pops that I do when I get up in the morning is way different than whenever you're, when you touch something and you're like, I bet you that feels, and then you do. And it's like, you know what? He was right. Hello. I probably, good morning. Yeah. It's like, I, <laughs> and I couldn't have done that myself. So, um, I think I, I'm, I'm with him. I, you, one thing I think you ought to know, family, is you should try out a chiropractor. Uh, and also understanding that all care is different. You know, you may not get the corrective chiropractic standard uh, and be okay with under and, and saying no to that, you know. But make sure they check you all out, of course. So and jump we, that we've, fence we've and pick a side. Yeah, we've, we've talked, Jaren, about um, corrective chiropractic and, and why, we may be, why we might be different. The fact is there's about 7% of the population that's under chiropractic care. And the, the world and the country would be a much healthier place if more people were under chiropractic care, if more people were turning to more holistic and natural ways of health instead of jumping straight to um, drugs and surgery, which there's an absolutely a time and a place for that. Sure. But the fact is, like I said, 7% of the country are under chiropractic care and the, and the world and the country would be a healthier place if more people were. So if and it's not us, try someone else. We can give you a good recommendation. I'm sure. And the statistic is, uh, by the way, since you mentioned drugs and surgery, those who are not wanting to take drugs or surgery for their conditions, there's hope because chiropractic has been shown to reduce the hospital visits by 67% of those who people who frequent the chiropractor instead. So I know that there's a lot of things that play into that, mm -hmm. but typically people who go to chiropractors on a regular basis are the ones that take good, very good care of themselves. And 67%, that's, that means that for every three times the average person goes to the hospital, I only have to go once, which is amazing. <laughs> Drop the mic. All right, family. Well, that's all we have today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of You Ought to Know, where we share some things awesome. we think you ought to know. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much again, Dr. Tom and Dr. Andrew. Thank you for having us. And uh, we'll see you next time. 
Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to You Ought to Know, where we share some information we think you ought to know. Hey, if you like this show, be sure to like and subscribe. Also, be sure to check out our show notes to check out our sponsors. We'll see you next time. Thank you again.